Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast, aiming as always to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the world of rheumatology. Now, today's podcast focuses on two papers that use real world data from RA registries to provide insightful information in the management of rheumatoid arthritis. Now, just a little background to get the context going. I think you're well aware JAK inhibitors are recommended disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And under the 2019 revised ULAR guidelines for patients with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis who failed first-line therapy with methotrexate, there is a, a lack of data allowing an evidence-based choice of subsequent DMAR therapy um, for patients who discontinue JAK in a treatment. So in the first of today's paper reviews, we're going to look at a study that undertook an observational prospective cohort analysis using data with the Swiss Clinical Quality Management Register to compare real-world effectiveness of treatment with a TNF inhibitor or another jacinib or a biologic DMR with another mode of action in patients after discontinuation of JAK inhibitor therapy. Now, switching from an efficacy to safety perspective, now the second paper in this podcast focuses on short and longer-term cancer risks associated with biologic or targeted synthetic DMARD use in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis in clinical practice. Again, looking at Swedish Rheumatology Quality Register and other registers linked to the National Swedish Cancer Register. And as always, if you want to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, go to cytokinesignaling.com. It's a treasury of fantastic information that I hope will be useful to you. Okay, our first paper, a comparison of drug retention of TNF inhibitors, other biologics, and JAK inhibitors in RA patients who discontinued JAK inhibitor therapy. So I think we're all aware that JAK inhibitors are recommended disease modifying rheumatic drugs for people with moderate to severe RA who feel first-line therapy with methotrexate. Um, there's currently a lot, lack of data allowing an evidence-based choice of subsequent DMR therapy for patients who've gone on to JAK inhibitor first and then, well, what do you do? And this is a, a study that aimed to compare real-world effectiveness of treatment with the TNF inhibitor or another JAK inhibitor or a, another mode of action in, in RA patients after discontinuation of a JAK inhibitor therapy. It's an observational prospective cohort study in people with rheumatoid arthritis from the Swiss RA registry, and it uh, recruited in the order of 400 treatment courses of JAK inhibitors. The primary outcome was drug retention for either TNF inhibitor and other biologic mode of action or a retrial of a JAK inhibitor. And the hazard ratios for treatment discontinuation were calculated adjusting for potential confounders. It's a descriptive analysis of the reasons or for discontinuation and those are, are, are also reported. Key results, well, of the patients discontinuing JAK inhibitor, many had a treatment history with at least two different prior TNF inhibitors or at least two other, uh, other biologic modes of action. TNF inhibitor naive patients were less frequent in the other mode of action or JAK inhibitor groups compared with the TNF inhibitor treated patients. Further differences in the baseline characteristics included co-therapy and seropositivity. The hazard ratio for drug discontinuation was lower in patients who switched to another JAK inhibitor compared with those who switched to a TNF inhibitor. Crude overall drug retention rates differed between the three groups with the highest drug retention rate in patients switching to another JAK inhibitor followed by other mode of action and TNF inhibitor. 
And the analysis of the reasons for discontinuation of the JAK inhibitor treatment showed no differences between the groups. So this is a, a real world population, patients with rheumatoid arthritis who discontinued JAK inhibitor therapy, a switch to a second JAK inhibitor resulted in a higher drug retention as compared to switching to a TNF inhibitor. Switch to a second JAK inhibitor seems to be an effective therapeutic option. And I think that's really rather helpful because it's not an uncommon scenario that we're facing in practice. Now, our second paper um, concerns short and longer term cancer risks with biologic and targeted synthetic DMARDs um, used in the treatment of people with rheumatoid arthritis in clinical practice. Uh, there's a pathophysiologic rationale here. Biologic and targeted synthetic DMARDs interfere with the immune system, and we know that immune competence is important in the way in which cancers may develop, or indeed, once they've developed, how their outcomes may emerge. Uh, the, the, the short Follow-up studies mean longer-term risks are often unknown in our literature. Targeted and synthetic DMAR data are scarce in comparison to biologic DMAR data. So this was a study that had as its primary aim to assess the association between biologic targeted synthetic DMARs and short and longer-term cancer incidence in people with rheumatoid arthritis. Secondary aim was to study the occurrence and relative risks of cancer in these populations by attained age and duration of treatment. It's an observational nationwide cohort study using prospectively collected data from the Swedish Rheumatology Quality Register and from other registers linked to the National Swedish Cancer Register. Incident cancers were identified before and during the study period using ICD codes. Key results of this analysis were overall biologic and targeted synthetic DMARD naive rheumatoid uh, arthritis patients had uh, an increased risk of cancer. The hazard ratio was 1.2, but the confidence intervals did not cross one, with no statistically significantly increased or decreased incidences for TNF inhibitor rituximab or tocilizumab based on 8,633 incident cancers among RA patients. Overall relative risk of cancer with TNF inhibitor neither increased nor changed with time since treatment start, duration of active treatment or attained age when compared with biologic TS DMARD naive rheumatoid arthritis patients. Statistically significant associations between several biologic TS DMARD treatments and risk of urinary tract cancers were noted of the total of 80 tests and um, that was 16 cancer outcomes in five cohorts, as well as colorectal cancer for tocilizumab and ovarian cancer for TNF inhibitor, but no statistically significantly increased hazard ratios for all other site-specific cancers emerged. So conclusions from this, well, uh, TNF inhibitors is used in long-term in clinical practice are not apparently linked to increased risk of cancer overall. For other biologic TSD MARDs and for site-specific risks, results were generally reassuring, but there's some signals here which do now require replication. Uh, from a scientific point of view, these results extend the safety profile of biologic DMARDs in RA. And just give us pause for thought, we do continue to observe this very carefully, and as always, more data, and for each individual patient, uh, a consistent analysis of their risk and benefit ratio. Overall, then, there is no need, I think, at the present time for us to change our practice, but I would um, caution that we should take careful cognizance of regulatory agency advices, particularly at the moment 
uh, in the area of JAK inhibitor therapeutics. That's something we need to watch very carefully indeed. Well, if you want to look at the publications uploaded this month and to access other podcasts and resources, head across to sitekindsignaling.com. And as always, thank you for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. And above all else, I hope you are well in these continuing to be interesting times. Thanks ever so much for coming along to the website and to the podcast, and good luck in your clinical practice. Thanks for now. Thank <laughs> you.